What's up, everybody? We are live. What's going on, Brad? How you doing, brother? I'm doing fantastic. Good, good. We just got our nice priming session in. Feeling good, feeling energized, ready to go. Today, we're going to be talking about influence, but not just any influence. We're going to be talking about self-influence, because how can you influence anybody or anything if you cannot influence yourself? So, Brad, I know you did a lot of research on this. I'd love it if you could... You know, break it down. What are we going to talk about? What is influence? Yes, absolutely. So I think you, you hit on an important thing for the audience today. I think anyone who's listening to this podcast probably wants to be some form of a leader in their life, whether that's at work, whether it's among their friends, whether that's in their families, you want to be a leader. And in order to be a successful leader, it's not really about, it's not about telling people what to do. It's not about forcing somebody to do things. It's about influencing others to see your point of view, influencing their behaviors via your behaviors, your language, your actions. And so in becoming an excellent leader, you need to become a master of influence. But as you said, if you're going to be influencing others before you ever even get there, you need to become a master at influencing yourself. And so let's break down influence. In your life, there's going to be billions, trillions, an infinite number of things that you cannot control in your life. I think that's a foundational understanding for people to come to terms with. There are going to be things outside of your control. Good example is when you go to the bathroom, is that something that you decide on? No, absolutely not. Do you decide when you're hungry? No. Do you decide what the weather is? No. Do you decide how other people act in situations? No. These are not things that you can 100% control, but what you can do in your own life is influence the outcome of events. You can use things that are within your power to influence those outcomes. And so ultimately becoming a master of influence is becoming a master of your situation, a master of making impact on things that you can't 100% control, bringing those things into as much of your power as you can. And this becomes especially true when you start talking about influencing yourself, because I'll tell you that that is the one thing that is the one place where you're going to have the most control in your life. And so that should bring people up an immense sense of autonomy that you are able to influence yourself. You're able to influence the way that you feel. You're able to influence the way that you think. You're able to influence how your body works. You're able to influence how you talk to yourself, which is ultimately going to create a feedback cycle of how you continue to influence yourself now and in the future. And so that brings me to the three tactics, the three buckets of how we should think about self-influence. And they fall into three different things. The first one is your patterns of focus. The second one is your patterns of physiology, your body. And the third one is your patterns of language. And I want the audience to take note that we use the word patterns here because patterns imply repetition and it's a recurring theme on this show that your identity is built off what you repeat. And so patterns are what you repeat. And so 
focus, physiology, language. It's not doing something once, but it's how you approach these things every day that are going to empower you to master the art of self-influence in your life. And so I'll dive in on each of these things a little bit, and then I'll hand it off to Josh because I think he actually had a good week to practice to leverage these skills, to lean into self-influence, especially when it's an external environment provided a challenging situation for him. But before we dive into that, let me provide a quick primer on, on each of these things. And so your pattern of focus, this is where you choose to place your attention. And everyone needs to realize that you do get to choose where you place your attention. And ultimately, what you choose to focus on is what you feed into your subconscious mind, which eventually gets pumped back out into your conscious mind. And so it may not seem like a big deal where you're paying attention at any given moment, but you should realize that every time you choose to pay attention to something, you're taking a vote for what it is that you want to be present in your mind. And so if you want to influence yourself to have high quality, high intensity, high purpose thoughts, you need to pump your mind with great ideas, with great content. You need to pay attention to the thoughts that give you power and you need to disregard the negative thoughts that take power away from you. And so cultivating focus to pay attention to things that serve you and build the identity that you want, you build a pattern of focus to pay attention to these things that are in line with the person that you want to be. Ultimately, this is influencing how your mind works through a pattern of focus. Physiology, I think, is the most obvious and the easiest one. How you treat your body is how it's going to treat you back. And ultimately, if you want to operate in a high energy state, you need to provide your body with the resources to do that. So if you eat clean, if you exercise, you are influenced in the way that your body is going to feel, which then gives you the power you need to go do the things that you want to do to influence others. And then finally, language. And so how you talk to yourself and the language you use about situations is going to dictate how you feel about things. Language, language is the brick. If you're building a house and that house is emotion, it is how you feel. It is what governs your daily perspective. These emotions language are the bricks that go into building that house. And so if you want a solid foundation for a house, if you want a solid emotional state, if you want to influence building the best possible emotional house, for lack of a better way of putting it, you need to be building with the best bricks. You need to build a foundation for how those emotions are going to work. You need to influence that outcome by the words that you use. And so Good examples of this are when you're talking to yourself, are you using positive words or negative words? When you're talking about situations, are you using words that express gratitude or are you using words that express expectations or lack of meeting expectations that will put you into a negative thought cycle? When you're talking to yourself about what you're capable of, are the words supporting that you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it or are they setting you up for a set of limiting beliefs? The words you use will create the reality that you live in. And that is it's an ultimate representation of influence. Your words are going to influence how you feel. And so if you want to master self-influence, you need to master the language you use with yourself and with others to 
express your thoughts in the world around you. And so I think I'll, I'll pause there. That's the general framework. And just as a quick recap, it's patterns of focus, patterns of physiology, and patterns of language. And if you can master those three things, you're going to be able to master the art of self-influence. Damn, that definitely needs to be a clip. That was amazing, dude. <laughs> that was a great breakdown. That's why you're the best yeah, at this, yeah. seriously. Breakdowns by Brad. Uh, yeah. brought, to you, oh. brought, to you by Mindset, brought to you by Mindset Mogul. Oh, that's definitely going to be a featured playlist on our channel. That's for sure. Yeah, man, I have a perfect example of this for my own life. Yes, in the last week, but even just in general for the last few years, I, I've never really looked at influence in the way that you've broken it down here, but it is so true that this is literally how I influence myself every single day. First of all, the focus, you guys have heard me say this before on the show. If you're a first time listener, you haven't, but all day, I have positive content playing in the background. As long as I'm not on a call where I can't have any external noise, I have some sort of podcast or audiobook or something feeding me positivity into my brain at all areas of the day. When I'm just doing busy work and I'm typing things into my computer, I have an audiobook on or I have a podcast on. And when I'm working out or I'm taking a walk or I'm doing anything, I have a podcast or an audiobook on. I have something feeding my brain positive content. So I'm always subconsciously or consciously focusing on some sort of improvement, some sort of, you know, positivity in my life. That's number one. Number two, you know, as far as physiology goes, I work to feel good. I talked about this in the last episode, which is, you know, uh, last five days I was at this event and a lot of late nights, a lot of external environment that I can't control. I'm outside of my daily routine, a lot of, you know, energy draining, just conversation after conversation, after conversation, after speech, after speech, after event of dinner, blah, 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 you know, going out till three in the morning, just craziness. And I woke up not feeling good in the mornings, but I would go straight to the gym and I would run and I would feel a lot better and I would create that feeling. But even before that, right, even before I work to change my physiology, I use language to get myself to go there because when I'm laying in bed in the morning and I wake up, nine out of my 10 thoughts are keep laying down, go back to sleep. But one out of those 10 thoughts is just get up and go. And as soon as I have that one thought, I've always had this, right? I've always had the thoughts of don't go versus go, the boss voice versus the bitch voice, the whatever you want to call it. I've always had these thoughts. But what I have changed over the last few years is that as soon as I get that boss voice, it could be one out of a hundred thoughts. But as soon as I get that one, I act on it because I don't know if it's coming again. So now I talk to myself and learn that when I speak positive language to myself, I need to act on it immediately because that's going to, number one, be my opportunity to take advantage. And number two, it's going to create the momentum I need in my life. It's going to give me that positive physiology. It's going to be aligned with what I am constantly trying to keep my focus on. Um, so it all comes full circle. Like what I literally tell myself in those moments is because of all the things that I've been focusing on and because of the physiology that I'm trying to create or that I'm feeling at that current moment. But long story short, all three of those 
fit together perfectly. And the way that you describe them makes total sense why I'm able to influence myself the way I am. I never really thought about it the way that you broke it down like that, but it really does make sense. I think the example you gave to even build on, you wanted to change physiology and then use language to do that. You also used focus on the language that got you to go change your physiology. And so they all work in lockstep together because you choose, in this case, you've got nine of 10 thoughts are stay in bed. That's the prevailing thought that you have, but you chose to focus on the one thought that served you in the way that you know that you want to be acting. So you influence yourself by focusing on the correct thought, which then led you to an even further set of influencing yourself. You then influenced your physiology. So by mastering focus to optimize your language, you then got your physiology to change. And at that point, you're now at a point in your day where you're a badass that's walking back into the conference. You're the one guy that's worked out there after everybody slept in, hung over. And you've got this huge edge, not only on everybody there in a good way, but also you've now reinforced to yourself. You influence yourself in a way that like this, you have the identity of a fit entrepreneur like relationship building machine, which I'm sure served you at the highest level while you were at this event. Yeah. And by the way, I continued to use language even after getting, I guess I use all of them together, the physiology, the focus and the language. Like even once I got, I'm just thinking about this as you're saying it, even once I got to the gym, I'm on the treadmill, you know, running, I'm like, all right, I'm running one mile and I'll feel better. And that's it. And then I get to one mile and I'm like, man, why am I only running one mile? Like, why am I weak? I'm like talking to myself and I'm saying, I, I'm the only one here right now. I need to go as hard as possible. I need to, you know, keep focusing on the importance. And basically I'm just using that language continually to myself. Even while I'm already there, I'm just constantly trying to feed myself what I know I should be telling myself. Not, Oh, I'll, I'll stop after one mile. No, it's, once I have that thought of I'll stop after one mile, I go to, why am I saying that? It's because I'm weak. I could do more than one mile. I'm just trying to get out at the bare minimum. I should be pushing myself and doing what I set out to do in the first place, which is run three miles. And I'm literally having this conversation in my head for all 30 minutes of that run. <laughs> and then finally I was done and I was like, hell yeah, now I feel good. <laughs> and yeah, man. So... Let me ask you a question that I don't know if you've thought through, but okay. I just thought of it. Okay. When you decided that, you know, this is a bigger question, right? Sure. But how do you decide to influence yourself to make a massive change in your life? Like it's one thing to influence myself to go and get on the treadmill in the morning. You know, whatever. That's the easiest way to say it. Like eat healthy when I don't want to eat healthy. But what about influencing yourself to like make a life change? Like to start a business and quit your job or to go from one thing to another. Like how do focus physiology and, and language go into big decisions like that? And I think it's the answer is very similar, but I'm just curious if you have any insight from your own life experience with that. So I think there's a, a set of tools that when you're making large life decisions, that you should call on in addition to self-influence. Like self-influence is the foundation for 
operating at a high level, no matter what you do. You should just always be in the the habit of influencing yourself to get the things that you want out of yourself and to feel the way that you want to feel on a regular basis. And I think if you take that framework and you apply it to figuring out and making a decision, we talk a lot about making a decision. I think when you're making bigger life decisions, you need to take those things and you need to tie them to the process of actually making a decision. Because I think that's what keeps most people from making a big life change is they haven't actually made the decision. And so you need to use these tools to help you actually make that decision. So what does that look like? So you, before you make a big life change, you're in this stage of pre-contemplation. It's something that you There's a seed of you that's interested in potentially wanting to make that change, but you haven't gotten to the point yet where you feel the confidence to do that. And so at that point, you need to be using language and you need to be using focus to put your attention on exploring the change that you're going to be making. So I guess mainly you're using focus here. You're focusing on, okay, I've noticed a seed of interest in that I might want to change this thing. Now I need to actually, I don't need to let that idea float around or when it it comes up that I just let it go. No, I need to use focus, which can mean doing a brain dump in a journal, writing down all your thoughts about what this potential change could look like. What would the pros and cons be? How would my life change? Lean into the focus of what that decision would look like and take that first step using focus to figure out what it is that would happen. And then from there, now that you've given focus to this idea, you may or may not be ready to actually make that decision. And that's going to be a function of how you feel about what it is that you've just focused on. And so I think you should be cognizant of the language that you're using when you do that exercise of focus. When you look at those things about the change, when you're talking about them, look at the language that you're using and try and recognize is the reason you're not doing it because of a limiting belief or is it due to actually a lack of wanting to do it? And the language for those two things can be very different, but if it's centered around a notion of I can't, even though I want to, then that should be a red flag to you. And you should use that as fuel to recognize that this is a change that you probably want to make, but what's keeping you from doing it is effective self-influence. And so now you can start using changed language about how you think about how you talk about yourself as somebody who is a learner, somebody who can build the skills to do whatever they want as long as you put in repetition, time, and focus, and then ultimately treat your body in a way that can support you doing these things. It's essentially an elegant solution for how to make a large change. And so I think these are tools to use in combination with other, call it life processes, things that you need to put into place to get yourself where you want to go. Did that make sense? A hundred percent. I'm very glad I asked you that because that made sense to me and I would have never thought about that. But yeah, you are totally using your self-influence just to even figure out what decisions you want to make in the first place. Yeah. So I think the other thing that, you know, I know that you mentioned earlier and we talked about when we first opened this up is being able to influence other people 
And how can you do that if you can't influence yourself? And when we say influence other people, it's not necessarily like, you know, I want to be a leader and I want to have all these followers and I want to influence them. I want to be an influencer, you know, like people call it. Like That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how can you influence somebody to buy your product if you don't have conviction and you don't have influence over your own self or your own company? How can you influence somebody on your team to do something that you want them to do if you don't have the influence over yourself to do that thing yourself? How can you influence your partner in a relationship to do something that you want them to do if you can't do that thing for yourself? There's all sorts of different areas where we're talking about this, but influence is important in every single vertical or every single channel, however you want to say it. At the end of the day, you can't control what other people do, but you can influence them to do what you want them to do by maintaining and practicing ultimate self-influence. I don't know if that just made sense, but I just said in my head. (laughs) It did. And let me see if I, I'll put it slightly more concisely. Please do. (laughs) if, If you want to influence others, it's going to take a concerted set of cohesive actions for you to exert that influence, however you go about doing that. And let's just say that it's you want to sell a product. Well, that means you need to first build a business and build a team that is capable of selling that product. You need to build a product that is capable of selling. And then you need to craft a message both for your team and for the outside world that supports you selling that product. Before you could do any of those things, you need to influence yourself to be in a position to take action on those things. And so it's like before you can even go work on influencing the world around you, you need to influence yourself enough to be ready to go take action to influence others. And so at the most basic level, self-influence empowers you to take the correct actions to influence others. And now the tactics of actually influencing others, like we can go read the book Influence, the author's name is escaping me right now, but like there are many ways to like then go influence others in a more tactical way. But ultimately I think the notion of you cannot be in a position to influence others if you can't cause yourself to feel and act in a certain way in the first place. It's like the chicken or the egg, but it's actually not because it's just, you got to do self-influence first and then it allows you to go influence others. It's the lock and the key. You are on fire. That's another clip, baby. (laughs) Breakdowns by Brad. (laughs) Oh, man. No, that was awesome. All right, cool. What else? Do you have anything else to say about influence before we give the audience their exercise? No, I think we're running up on time. So let's jump to the exercise and then we'll take it from there. All right. So what should we have the audience consider today for their exercise? As you guys know, we are the Mindset Mogul podcast we are building a mindset mogul movement and we like to you know take action on everything that we do so at the end of these episodes we're going to try to give you an exercise that you can work on in your own life and take action and hopefully start building upon all the things that we talk about 100% daily action is the key to repetition and repetition is how you build the life that you want so at the end of every episode we err on the side of action and today's exercise is write down three ways, one for each. Where have you fallen short in the last couple of weeks on cultivating your focus? 
Was there times that you let your phone distract you? Was there times that you were scrolling the internet and it wasn't on any useful content? You were watching the news and getting angry over it. Where were you falling short on cultivating your focus, your physiology? Did you miss a workout and language? Did you talk to yourself in a way that led towards depression, anxiety, or a limiting belief? Write down one of each for each of those three buckets. And then once you have those down, then write one way this week that you can improve upon that. How can you next time improve your focus, improve your physiology, and improve your language? What are you going to do differently this week as a counterexample to the struggles that you had in the prior weeks? This is something I would recommend probably doing every day for a week, but getting started is the most important thing. So after you wrap up this episode, go ahead and do that exercise. Perfect. All right. That'll do it. Self-influence. Thank you very much, Brad. Thanks for carrying the weight of this episode because <laughs> while I just rambled, Breakdowns by Brad starts today. So we're definitely going to make that a segment. And uh, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed Brad's amazing articulating. And we will see you in the next one. Please subscribe, like, leave a review, do the duties. We really appreciate it. And yeah, thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, man. Bye, guys. Take care.